The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him, Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. If I walked into a room and asked a group of people, what is the greatest gift of your life? There would most likely be as many answers as there are people. Some people would respond and say that the greatest gift of my life is my family. Or the greatest gift of my life is my health, or maybe my friends, or my job, or my vocation. And certainly all of these are great gifts. However, the greatest gift that we have, the gift that enables us to appreciate and value these other gifts, is the gift of freedom. Many people today would say that freedom is the ability to do what I want, when I want, and how I want. Basically, it's the ability to live my life my way.
The Word of God today reminds us just how important this gift of freedom is. But also, how different freedom is for God than the way we often understand it. St. Paul today, in his letter to the Galatians, he says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. What a beautiful statement. The whole reason for Christ's suffering and death is for our freedom. But has Christ set us free so that each one of us can merely live our lives, our way, so that we can do what we want, when we want, and however we want to do it? St. Paul continues by saying, do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but rather serve one another through love. What St. Paul is reminding us of is that freedom is intended by God not merely to fulfill our own desires and plans, but to become who we really are. Children of God who are at the service of others. Freedom is not intended by God for us to merely serve ourselves, but to transcend ourselves. We transcend ourselves by using our freedom to choose God and his ways. How can we tell right now if we are living in freedom? We are free not because of what we can do or what external circumstances might allow us to do, but we are free when we are choosing to live and orient our life in a godly way. When we choose to live a life of love, a life of prayer, a life of forgiveness, of trust, of faith, surrender. To the extent that those things are prevalent in our life, and of course, they're never perfect, but to the extent that they are there, then we are living as free people. There is always a temptation to daydream about the spiritual life or to just to daydream about life in general. To think to ourselves, wouldn't that be nice to live a life of greater love, to live a life of deeper prayer, 
or a more heartfelt surrender to God. So often, people say to me as a priest, and I say this as well all the time, I want to pray more. I want to love more. I want to surrender more deeply to God. And I always ask the question, especially to myself, what is stopping me? What is stopping us? The answer is always the same. It's me. It's us. God's grace is never lacking in our life. It is God's will that all of us live and orient our lives in a godly way. And of course, that will look different with our own unique vocations in our own life circumstances. But what is lacking in our life is not God's grace, but our response. It is us not using our freedom for its proper end, which is for God and the things of God. And until we do that, we are not truly free. St. Augustine once famously said that God did not need us to create us. However, God will not save us without us. In other words, God will not save us without us using and embracing our freedom correctly, without us saying yes to God. And we can see this today so clearly in the gospel. Jesus encounters three different people who want to follow him. And his answers to them are tough. This is a difficult gospel. To the first, Jesus says, the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. Implying that if you want to follow me, you too will have nowhere in this world to rest your head. And to the second, he says, let the dead bury the dead. And to the third, no one who looks back to what is left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus is being very honest with them regarding the demands of discipleship. He never forces. He doesn't try to convince anyone. He doesn't attempt to manipulate circumstances so that he can gain more followers. And he never says this is going to be easy. He simply speaks the truth 
And then he invites them and us to follow him. If they are truly free, and if they desire to live in freedom, they will say yes to him. And if we are free, and if we truly desire to live in freedom, we will say yes to him again and again and again. You and I can live however we want. But if we do that, we won't be free. And we most certainly won't be happy. But if we choose with our freedom to follow Jesus, to say yes to him as best as we can with our human frailty and our human poverty, then and only then will we begin to experience what true freedom is and will take us where it is intended to go, not more deeply into ourselves, but more deeply into God.